It was a fun game. Um, that was a really, really cool environment. Um, just really, I mean, it was loud and, and, and it was a lot of fun. So just a, a lot of credit to Utah State and, and their fans being loud tonight and showing up and supporting their team. Uh, just like to thank all the fans that showed up for us and uh, glad that we were able to grind out the win. It, was, it, was, it wasn't easy. Uh, and Utah State, give them a lot of credit. They made things really difficult for us to get this win. But I'm just proud of our players and, and proud of the way they, they made enough plays to win the game. And, and just really, really uh, happy with our players, but really happy with our coaches, the adjustments they made and things that they did with the, with the play calls on offense, defense, and special teams. Really happy. What can you say about Tyler's uh, running tonight, career high in 208 yards? Yeah, he got really tired. He couldn't finish the game. He's so tired, you know, but uh, just really, really happy. Um, and if you ask him, he'll he'll give a lot of credit to the to the line and everyone blocking downfield. But um, did a great job protecting the ball, um, you know, making sure that they had good ball security. I had to watch the film to see if it was perfect, but other than that, I, I really was I was really happy with the way he ran the ball and the way the offensive line blocked for him. What's the diagnosis on Baylor? I don't know yet. I I, I mean I wish I knew, I knew, but I talked to him after the game. He's on the sideline, and so. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to evaluate it uh, in the next 24 hours and then go into next week, and we'll see what happens. But he obviously couldn't come back and play the game, and we, we have to protect him and, and keep him safe. So that's thank goodness for Jacob Conover. And, and um, you know, we, we had to play with some guys that, that uh, some, some depth, some guys stepped up and made a lot of big plays. And just I'm really thankful that our coaches and our players stepped up and made, made, made it uh, possible for us to get the win. What in-game adjustments did your coaching staff make? That, uh... um, Jaron's close in practice, but we just didn't feel like he was good enough yet. Um, and we felt like Baylor had a better week of practice. And so just kind of trying to feel it out and figure out what's the best thing for the player, number one, and then what's uh, right for our team. So that's we're hoping we can get him back. We're hoping we can get Baylor back. We'll have to just kind of see that. What uh, in-game adjustments did your coaching staff make, that, that specific adjustments that stood out that were the difference? Well, I mean, whatever he did with the front, that, that, that worked. You know, I, I like the, I like that we, we relied on our front to win the game for us the second half, our D-line. And a lot of times brought three-man for us, and, you know, and it hit. So I, what I was really proud of in winning the front was stopping the run game. That's what we wanted to do is control the run game with three guys rushing the ball. And when you can do that, you did probably, probably – Play some really great defense if you can do that to a team, and they they have an explosive team. I don't know how many uh, plays we we had to defend, but it was a lot. And I was just really proud of the adjustments, getting the depth in there, and rotating the guys. We made one mistake in rotation, but other than that, I thought we were able to keep our guys mostly fresh, and um, and that's a, that's a huge credit to our players, but also our coaches getting them ready. What was the message you and uh, Roderick gave to Conover going into the second half when you knew he was going to be the guy? Oh, we trust him. He, I mean, he knows that, and so. We trust him with with everything in the playbook. I think I don't know if his first play was a throw, might have been. I don't. Know. But that's what. Yeah, we trust him to, to be a quarterback, not just to hand the ball off. Even though that's what we did towards the end because we're trying to grind the clock out and milk it. But um, I, I thought I thought he did a good job taking some shots down the field, and, and I thought he did a good job making adjustments and checks at the line of scrimmage, um, especially in, in an environment where it was really loud in the second half and, and a little difficult. I think we had some penalties because of it, but. Credit to Utah State's fans. They, they made a lot of noise and made it difficult for us to hear. Talk about Jacob coming back and getting the chance to get an interception. I know he got beat on the one pass, but made a, made a play to end the game. Yeah. Just having that opportunity. To, to should have had two picks, and he should stay on his feet because he's a lot. He can cover better when you're on your feet. 
But um, it, it's the belief that, that uh, Coach Guilford and Tuyaki and Ed Lamb and them having our players, it's a, you make a mistake, you can learn from it and get back in there and, and make plays. And, and we wouldn't be able to win the game without him and without, um, you know, we had him and, and Jacob Warren replacing uh, some of the stuff that Caleb, when we lost Caleb Christensen. So uh, those guys really stepped up. I, I, I The 11 guys on the field are great, but it was the other 11 that really stepped up and made some plays for us too. What do you have to say about the amount of three down, third down conversions Utah State was able to pull off? Yeah, credit for them, but I was getting frustrated and getting angry, and I think they had a 19-play drive, and I'm like, golly, you know, that's. But they made plays. They went forward on fourth down, even on their side of the ball and uh, on their side of the field, and so it was just credit to, to Blake and, and the rest of the staff. Those guys were aggressive and wanted to make plays, and they weren't afraid to go for it on fourth down, and we were close. I, I liked the coverage, other than. I didn't see a lot of broken coverage. I, I saw a guy slip and they made a play, but uh, they have a, a really explosive offense, and I thought our guys hung in there, and our, we used all our corners to, to cover us. And they, I thought we played a lot of man coverage today, so you know, hopefully uh, we, we, I think we used all six corners, so that was good. How was the experience being uh, basically pressed up against a student section right on the sideline? Was it difficult to communicate at all? Or? Yeah, because they're noisy. They did a good job, and... and, and, and it was a lot of fun, though. I, I told our players to embrace it. And, you know, towards the end, I mean, we just wanted to, I was clapping them up because I wanted to give them, give them a lot of credit for, for what they did. And I hope they can keep supporting their team because that, that is a, a huge advantage for them here. And it was just a lot of fun. I, I told our players to have a good time with it all. So that, it was different. They were really, really on top of you there. Last question. How big was it to get off to the hot start, though, in an environment like that when, you know, that kind of at least settled them down a little bit because they, you guys were in the league the whole game? Yeah, the fast starts help us, um, but I like ending the right way, and we've been able to do that in, in, in our games. And so uh, we just we just have to stay consistent in the way we play. I like the way our guys are being coached. I like the way our guys are responding. We've had to use quite a bit of depth in the last five games, and so um, let's heal up and take an, an extra day to get better, and, and, and you know, an extra day to prep and get ready for Boise because they'll, they'll be ready to, to come into our house and, and play a ranked team. They, they've They've been on that side. Before. We've been on that side before, so we know. Uh, I know that that Andy will have his guys ready.